hey, I'm Rebecca, your host for Let's Have Tea podcast. This podcast is a time that you can come and listen and learn God's Word, study God's Word, and grow in God's Word as we wait upon Him. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 26 through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. So why is the title of this podcast, Let's Have Tea? Because when you have a tea bag and it's in hot water, it makes strong tea. And the longer you wait for it, the longer you leave that tea bag in that hot water, the stronger it's going to be. And if we can learn God's Word, if we can gain some patience and grow that patience, whatever we face, we're going to be able to wait. And we're going to go through trials. We're going to grow through trials. But we have to learn to wait. There's power in the wait. And there's victory in the wait. So sit back and grab you a glass of hot coffee or hot tea, or as my husband would say, a big glass of Coke, and let's get together and study God's Word. Hey friends, I am so glad you joined me today. This is the last Tuesday of June. It's June 30th, and today is the last show for Girl Preach for this month. Today we're going to be talking about the weight of our words. Do you know that words have power? Words have authority behind them. Words can speak life or you can speak death all with your words. In Job chapter 22 verse 28 This is the New King James Version. It says, You will declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. The CSB Version says, When you make a decision, it will be carried out. How powerful is that? New King James says, You will declare a thing, and it will be established. CSB says, When you make a decision... It will be carried out. So, God's word does not lie. There is no errors in it. So, when we wake up in the morning and our feet hits the floor, the CSB says when you make a decision, it will be carried out. Right there, you have the opportunity. If you know you are up against... You've got a, a whole list of things that needs to be done. But when we step out of bed, our feet hits the floor, and we're already voicing, I'll never get this done, 
I'm, I'm, there's no way I can get all this done. I'm not going to complete this. I'm, that decision that you've made, that thing you declare, just like it says in the New King, Jer New King James Version, that thing you declare is going to be established. You think you can't do it? Well, you're not going to be able to. I mean, our words are so powerful. And if we use the right words, we can move mountains. Mark 11, chapter, uh, Mark 11, verses 22 through 26. This is the Passion Translation. It says, Jesus replied, let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain with great faith and having no doubt, mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. The New King James Version says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. If we would live our life with that scripture at the forefront of our tongue, it would change every word that come out of our mouth. So Jesus is answering them and saying to them, he is saying to me and you, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So God is saying, when you are, that, that mountain that's in front of you, it could be an unexpected expense. You know, something happens, you have to go, you know, there's an emergency, you have to have some sort of emergency surgery, uh, your deductible is $1,500, and they want their $1,500 where they can take, you know, your appendix or gallbladder, whatever it is, fix a broke arm, whatever, they want their money. You know, that could be a mountain because it's stopping you from either having the surgery or the surgery happening for, you know, your, your children, one of your kids, or your spouse. A mountain can be just a burden. You know, your children or, you know, maybe they were raised in church and then now all of a sudden... They are way out in the world. Well, that's a mountain. And you can move that mountain. And those kids or that child will, will be able to step back out of that world and into, you know, in line with what God says. 
but when we're speaking, ah, oh, he, she'll always be that way, or he'll always, he's always done that, and I guess he'll do that until the day he dies. I never want to hold TJ, our son, Amber, our daughter-in-law, Cadison, our granddaughter. I never want to hold them back with the words that I speak. I never want to cause a mountain to be in front of them by the words that I speak. Either over them or they're going through something. Oh, well, it's that's just the way it's always going to be. You know, that, that's, we, we have to be careful with what we say. Our words are powerful. They can build, we can build our children up, our spouse up, our friends up, our, our, our church family, our congregation. We can build them up with our words. Or they can be like weights and stop someone dead in their tracks. Just like me speaking negative words over or about T.J. Amber and Cadison. And I never want to want to know that as a mother, as a mother-in-law, as a grandmother, as a baby, I never want to I don't want to be responsible for that. I want to speak life over them. Even even over the person that misunderstood something and now they're mad. I want to speak life over that that friendship, that relationship, whatever it is. Because I could easily, you know, fall into doubt or the flesh and take that relation just sink it like a ship but when we speak life when we speak in faith when we speak good words we're gonna see good things happen think of the words that the enemy whispers in your ear daily. I mean, just you, you want to, you want to do something. You want to go back to school. You want to apply for, um, you know, this promotion that's coming up. You want to start a business. You want to learn how to, you know, do some sort of craft or, you know, paint on canvas or learn to sew or whatever it is. But the enemy is whispering in your ear, you won't get that promotion. Why are you even trying? Look at you. Who do you think you are? Or when we have paint classes, you know, back in the day when we could have paint class at church. And one of my real good friends, Shanna, she's the the instructor and she would say okay i have one one rule you cannot say your painting is ugly 
because a lot of times people will come in and they have this blank canvas and they've never painted before. And it might be a picture of a sunflower. It might be a picture of, I'm trying to remember one of the last things we painted, um, a crazy cow. This cow, it was like all different colors. It was, it was so pretty. It was just beautiful. And, or, or what about a Christmas scene we did and it was an old barn and it's so easy to get intimidated. You know, that's the, the devil, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He is watching every move we make and, oh, this is a blank canvas. I mean, I, I don't know. Every time we would go in, me and my husband would go into Hobby Lobby, Michael's, Anywhere that sold, you know, paint or um, uh, the canvas, I would buy. If they were on sale, I'd buy some because I knew one day I'm going to have enough courage to paint. But I had let the enemy whisper all those negative words, and I was terrified. When, when I say I was scared that doesn't even begin to explain how terrified I was. And it was just some paint, a paintbrush, and a canvas. I was terrified to mess up that white canvas because the enemy had told you, you will never be able to. What are you even doing? See, those words weighted me down, and held me back. Those words that we speak like that to our friends, to our spouse, to our children, to our church family, or maybe you are a school teacher. The words that we speak can either lift a child up, lift a person up, maybe it's a coworker. Or it can wake them down and, and just stop them right there in their tracks. Think about leaving church service or uh, you had a prayer time, prayer meeting at church. And you are so stirred up. You know, you feel like, where's that mountain? I have got the faith. I can do it. But then... When the devil speaks, it can ruin our day. It can ruin uh, 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 the season that God has for us. You see, it's, it's the words. You know, the, the preacher is, is preaching God's word. He's building us up with, with those words because those words bring life. But then the enemy wants to sneak in. I believe it's first... Well, I'm not, I'm not going to go there because I, I, but it talks about, I think it's in, I think it's in Peter, uh, but it talks about the, the, um, the enemy is roaming around like a lion seeking whom he may destroy. So we can leave church and hear life-giving words, hear those words that bring life to a, a dead situation or 
we can listen to those words that someone that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy us, and, and it's going to cause destruction. So we have to know that when the devil speaks, we can, we can, we've got to, God's word is an antidote for anything that, whatever is going on. His word can turn any situation around. So when the devil is speaking, you can't do that. Well, scripture says I can do all things through Christ, not through me, but through Christ who strengthens me. You know, you we have to be able to immediately fire back those words, God's, the scripture. Did you know, I love this, did you know that our words have creative power? God spoke the word, the world into existence with his words. And as a born again believer, we have authority with our words. As parents, grandparents, friends, leaders of the church, leaders in a community, leaders just in our family, we have the power to build people up with our words or tear them down with our words. Proverbs 18, 21, it says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The words we speak will create life or create death. It's up to us. And you may be thinking, well, I just, I don't understand that. But if you think about it, I'm reminded of this, um, This I think he was a, like an evangelist because it wasn't our pastor. It was a long, 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 long time ago. And he talked about, and he held this little book up. It was just a little, maybe like a four by four uh, square book. And it was the power of our words. And it's he talked about this lady. She would go to the doctor and, and she said, I'm burning up. There is something wrong with me. Well, they checked her temperature. She was, you know, she wasn't sick. They run all these tests and they're like, well, ma'am, you're, you're fine. And, you know, if this continues, you know, come back. Well, she was back in the doctor's office and she said, you, there is something wrong. She said, I, I just, I feel like I am burning up. And they just, you know, started talking to her and, you know, asking questions. Well, what causes you to feel this way? And she said, my kids can do something or my husband can do something. I can be sitting in traffic or, you know, whatever at work, wherever she's at. And she said, you know, oh, that just burns me up. You know, talking about, you know, when her spouse did this or her husband did this, her children did this, you know, they, they didn't do their homework or they, you know, left dirty dishes scattered all, you know, that just burns me up. Her body would get so 
physically hot. She said, I thought I was going to explode. And that, that story, you know, it, it went in more detail than, than what I'm, um, I'm saying, but it, you know, think about the times that you've heard, oh, that makes my blood boil. Or this headache is killing me. We don't want that to happen. We don't want that to come out of our mouth. Those words are packed with power. And there is an enemy. And he is listening and watching every word we're saying. So we have to be careful with our words. Our words show who we are. The last part of Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in your heart? What's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. It's, a, it's just like putting a magnifying glass over you. You know, see what you're made of. Our words can change our world. And I'm talking about the world around us. If we feel like, oh, we just got paid and we're already broke. Well, actually, you've, you know, you've still got a couple of hundred dollars left in the bank. But, you know, you're saying we just got paid and we're already broke. But your bills are paid. You know, you, you, you got all your bills paid. You sent money over to your savings account. You have groceries. You have gas in the vehicles. You have some, you know, spending money for the week in your wallet or in your pocket. And the devil sees that couple of hundred dollars left in your bank account. Well... They want to be broke. They, they say they're broke. I can show them broke. I mean, we've seen it. We have seen it. It can change our world. Our words can change our world. Our words can change our direction. Maybe you're wanting to start a new business or your husband is wanting to start a new business, but you're, well, we could never do that. Well, the direction that you're speaking it's not going to move move you forward. Been there and done that. Our words, they can create divine appointments. You know, maybe you need to see the, maybe you work for a big company and you really would like to just, you just had one minute with the president of the company that you work for. And if you can speak in faith, I will run into him in the elevator and I will have, you know, seven, seven floors, seven, seven floors up or down, you know, with this man on the elevator. But we have to speak in faith. Our words give us the power of expectation. We can either, well, I, I knew that you know, he'd have an F in spelling or, or whatever. Or I knew that you were going to make, you know, you were going to pass that class with good grades. You memorized every one of your spelling words. And I'm not even sure if they do spelling tests anymore. I'm just using that as an example. 
our words can help us find success. Because when we think we can, we know we can. When we think we can't, we know we can't. When you change the way you think, you change the way you speak. That's how our words can help us find success. So what is it that you're decreeing? A decree is an authoritative order. Remember, as a born-again believer, we have authority. Our words are that authoritative order that, that we can decree, that new thing. What is it that we're declaring? What are you making known? What are you speaking? What information is leaving your mouth? Our words are weighty. They can lunge us forward when we speak in faith, or they can cause us to sink if we are speaking in doubt. Our words can lunge our children forward, or they can hold our children back. Same thing with our spouse, our friends, our family. Let your words be a life preserver. You know, think of you're going fishing, you put on a life vest. If you're going swimming, fishing, you know, you're, you're getting in the water, you're going to be near the water, and you need to know I'm not going to sink. That's the kind of words we need to be speaking, that they're a life preserver for someone, for ourselves, for our children, for our spouse, for our family, for our friends, for our country. And our country des desperately needs a life preserver right now. Our words could also be a boulder that's tied to our own ankle. You know, think of a an anchor our, tied to our ankle. I'm sorry, our an anchor. You um, if you if you have a boat and you know, well, let's just drop the anchor. We're just gonna fish right here for a while. You know, it it holds it in place. It holds that boat in place. It causes it not to move. Well, those words can also be an anchor for us. And causing us not to move. It can be that boulder that's that's tied around our ankle. So whatever you're speaking, examine those words and make sure you're speaking life. Let everything that comes out of your mouth be encouraging, be life-giving. I mean, think of the Old Testament they spoke to this, these dead, dry bones. We have that same power. And there might be some people that think, well, you are absolutely crazy. But God's Word says we do. And I choose to believe God's Word. So, I'm really trying to watch my words. I always want to speak life, even if it's, you know, a dire situation. My husband always says, if if that person still is 
has breath in their body, there's hope. So let's make sure we're speaking life. Until next time, let's have tea.